this computer. Yo, yo, another week, another fight podcast. As always, it's your boy, Mehran. I'm here with the illustrious Dave. Uh, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. Uh, going back up to New York tomorrow. Hey, more wedding prep. Yeah, I'm getting my ring. Nice. Generally, just getting out the state for a little bit. So listen, so you guys made a website. It's a beautiful website. I don't know why you thought I was insulting the website. What, what I thought the wasn't website. it? <laughs> you know, things just, you know, text. I wasn't like upset. I was just like, it was just really hard to comprehend. I thought it was a cool looking website. For those who don't know, weddings have websites now. I haven't been to a wedding in over a year, obviously. So I'm just like, ah, this is this is a very slick idea. Um, but it, it's beautiful. Very happy that this is happening for you and super excited just to see what this next chapter holds. You know what I'm not super excited about, though, is uh, what happened this past weekend. Because God, that was awful. So let's get that shit out the way. Um, This past weekend, we had a couple of fight events. None of them were that great. I think the UFC's card had a good couple of fights. I wasn't able to catch all of them. Um, so there were some very solid fights on the UFC card, but you know, nothing, nothing to write home about. Uh, and then Sunday, um, there was a, you know, a dumpster fire and there was also, I think, I don't know if there's, there's a one event coming up and there was one event that just happened kind of recently. Uh, the one event coming up, I'm more excited about because there's a lot of Muay Thai coming up in that. And we'll talk about that later. But where do you want to start? The dumpster fire or the lackluster card? Gotta start with the dumpster fire. Uh, I don't think it was a dumpster fire. But why? What, what is your argument against it? Well, dumpster the fire? main event was a dumpster fire. Okay? The actual, the actual <laughs> event, I thought was pretty okay. Why don't you go ahead talk about talk about the event and and why you thought it was pretty okay? Uh, so we had Chad Johnson fighting uh, Maxwell. A fighter. I think his name was? Let's call him a fighter. I think his name is Maxwell. Brian Maxwell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's funny, when you have spectacles, you get a wide variety of people watching. Yes. And you get a lot of, like, people's perceptions on who won fights. And it's funny, because it was an exhibition, so there's no judges. No judges, no winner. Unless you got knocked out, I guess, and then you yeah. got knocked out. Uh, yeah, unless you got unless there was a ref stoppage, right? Unless there was a knockout or a TKO, there was no winner. Yeah. So surprisingly, Chad Johnson actually wasn't terrible. Like he was bad, but he wasn't like Nate Robinson bad. And I would dare say, actually no. Uh, yeah, I, I might say he did better than Ben Askren. Yes. Be careful how much credit you give him, though, because you're going to have to give that same credit to Paul later on. <laughs> because but, they, they did essentially the same thing. They both kind of survived the entire fight. I think Johnson looked a little better in that survival, but you could also argue that his level of competition was much lower. So, like... That's true. He's going to look but, much know, better. There, there were some things there. His first of all, his hands were fast. I was shocked at how fast his hands were. 
it was it was it was listen osho cinco has always been a freak athlete i think what we saw let's talk about this fight because i think you actually you, you were actually a fan of this fight and i thought it was entertaining i think we saw a couple things i think we saw someone who's been boxing casually like he is what a casual person who trains trains like right i mean granted his training partners for this fight were much higher than any casual persons but he's been boxing casually like going to the gym in the off season for like 15 years now you know he talks about this all the time he goes and he hits pads and he moves around during the off season to stay sharp for football right that's what he did and he did it for a long time and so what we saw was someone who is an elite level athlete who decided to box casually to stay in shape that is the pinnacle that is the 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 pinnacle of that archetype if that makes sense yeah but i thought he did more than survive i thought he won three rounds i think i think i think so i think you can say he won i mean it wasn't like right i mean if that was like a regular like smoker fight at the gym yeah i would say that. i would agree with you yeah sure which I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to take it seriously because it's not a serious fight. Yeah. But you know, like, I can't turn my your brain boxing off. brain off. So like, I have to score everything that I watch. <laughs> and then like Maxwell, I guess he didn't knock him out. He just knocked him down, and because the ref let him up, right? So you know, I think Maxwell is like a bare knuckle fighter, right? He's an MMA fighter. But he's, but he's competing. And then he was a bare knuckle fighter, and he got knocked out in the first or second round in his bare knuckle fight. How did Ochoacinco find this guy? Because apparently he asked him to fight. Ochoacinco asked Maxwell to fight. Yeah. So I was watching. Okay. I watched. So the... go ahead. <laughs> there was some like story of like Maxwell being like this big fan of Ochoacinco. He is. But like I don't I don't know how so they on did the interview. It, but it was very good matchmaking on whoever put this together. So the reason I say Ochocinco asked him is because on the interview with Maxwell, I, I watched the interviews, which tells you something, right? Because usually I watch Luke Thomas's and Brian Campbell's stuff. I enjoy their stuff, right? And they were doing the pre-show where they were interviewing a bunch of the fighters. They interviewed Floyd, they interviewed uh Logan, Jake, whatever, the Paul brother, and they interviewed uh, who else did they have on? They had Shab on, they had uh, not Heard on, but Arius on. So they had a, a, they had pretty much half the card on. And they interviewed Maxwell and the way Maxwell tells the story, he's like, yeah, Ochocinco actually DM'd me about this beforehand. And I thought it was fake. I thought it was like a fake Instagram account DMing me or something. But then he FaceTimed me once I gave him my number from his daughter's track meet or something like that and talked about it and Maxwell like was geeking out and what's funny is Brian you know, one of them Brian Campbell or Luke Thomas were just like so you're just like a really big fan of this guy and the dude just started gushing about Ocho Cinco like just started like you know talking about how big of a fan he was and how amazing he is and is he from Florida I don't I don't know I don't I don't I, I really know don't. Chad is a very big Person in Florida. I mean, he's the Miami, he, Miami area. He's, I bet he runs all the McDonald's there, right? Like <laughs> all the McDonald's and all the FIFA tournaments. Does he actually eat McDonald's every day? I feel like that's got to be a yes, lie. Yes, he posted a picture of McDonald's today. Actually, I just saw it before we decided to hop on this thing. I feel like it's got like okay. Anyway, pumping. 
I, I agree with you. I think I think Ochocinco won those three rounds. I think probably Maxwell, you know, kind of hit him really hard in the last round, in that fourth round. I don't think if that fight had continued, Chad would have won. You know what I'm saying? But I think oh, yeah, I think yeah, I, I think you're right, and that he looked really good, and it was really cool to see. He looked really good for what it was. I, I need to stress that. <laughs> yeah, he looked really good in the sense that, like, this is someone who is casually training as, like, a thing to do to stay in shape. You know what I'm saying? And decided to go spar with the Charlo brothers, apparently, for some reason. <laughs> and then died and, and then took this one fight. So, with a grain of salt. Again, very unusual just to be watching this, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it seems like compared to everyone else that has hopped on this wave. It sounds like he was like, I just wanted to knock this off my bucket list and I'm not getting back in the ring for so, a real fight. One yeah. thing about Chad Johnson is, do you remember that show Bully Beatdown on MTV? Mm-hmm. He was on that beating down some of the bullies. So he, like, he was like one of the people that they called in to beat up the bullies in Bully Beatdown. And on it, they said he had like a brown belt in judo, and had done kickboxing. So like this dude. They unlike, said the judo thing in the pre-fight. Oh, he did that too? Okay, I, I didn't watch the pre-fight, but like for, for him at least. I should have, I just I just watched that interview on that one side. And just like, it's just interesting to think he is just one of these guys that just does things, right? Unlike, you know, Nate Robinson, who's just coming in like fresh, no combat experience to speak of. He's someone who's been around fighting and the fight game. Like, he was front row at Usman and Masvidal. Like, he's been involved in fighting in the combat sports scene forever. Yeah, he sparred Masvidal in this lead up to this. Yeah, so he's a he's a real fight fan kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. Him and Brandon Marshall. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Brandon Marshall, yeah. Famously uh, called out Deontay Wilder, which would be hilarious, but we're not going to entertain that. There are levels, my guy. <laughs> like, yeah. that was fun though. I enjoyed it. it. You know, it wasn't like did you part enjoy... of it was definitely the feeling of seeing Chad Johnson in a boxing ring. That yeah. was fun, but it was like it wasn't. It was sloppy, but not like sloppy, sloppy. It, it wasn't was like... unforgivable. It wasn't unforgivable. It yeah. wasn't an affront to your senses. You weren't like, why am I watching this? I was like, why am I watching this? But not for that reason. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, the next fight on the card, I guess, is Heard Arias. <laughs> this was the real fight. Like, this was the fight that mattered and counted for something. I think Jared Heard is on his way out, unfortunately. Yeah, you know... I've been watching Hurd for a very long time, like even before he turned pro. Yeah, you're a big, big fan. Yeah, and you know, he has a really good family, really, his his brother's awesome, awesome people. And like, you know, the one thing that has always been a big issue with Jared Hurd is that he is not a good defensive fighter. And that might even be putting it lightly. He takes a lot, a lot of punishment. And like he's one of those guys that relies on his stamina and his chin to just overwhelm guys. Like 
guys try so hard to knock him out and they can't and then by like the seventh or eighth round he still has a lot of energy because he hasn't expended a lot of energy and he's able to just take over and dominate guys because he's bigger than them and stronger than them most of the time but you know that style while it's entertaining and even I'm not going to say in his prime but when he was more dynamic you know, you can see Jared Hurd doing phenomenal things in the ring, despite all of his flaws. Like, he would triple the left hook. And, like, he just was a really great athlete and a good offensive boxer. But like, he know. was an offensive boxer, it's fair to say, right? Like, that's his yeah. primary. That's how he won fights. Yeah, but, you know, he had an absolute war with Landy Lara. That went to a split decision in his favor. And he had a he had a fight on Fury Wilder one that was just like a tune-up. And then he fought uh J-Rock. And that was a war too. It was a little bit more one-sided than the Lara fight, but you know, they was going back and forth in that fight. And you know, those are two elite guys. And you know, he had a big break between the Jer- the J-Rock fight and his other fight and he didn't look great in that one and then he's been off for like 19, 20 months since then and then in that time he blew up to like 210 apparently and he lost his father and that was recent, that might have been like 3 months ago so you know, it's a lot for him to handle and he might be, he looked a little out of it to be completely honest I don't know what he's slowing down I don't know whether he's taking too much punishment but he just didn't look like he was all there and before I even go further I have to give a lot of props to Luis Arias because I counted him out completely in our last podcast but he came to fight and he really put it on Jared Hurd so you know I think you pretty much covered it. Like, I don't have much else to say. Like, Arias did well. Like, I don't, like, yes, Hurd came up short, I think, in a lot of places, but Arias also delivered in a lot of places. And I think, like you said, Hurd is getting a little older. He unfortunately lost his father. He's been in a lot of wars. Shit's not he's easy. Young. He's young and been in a lot of wars. That's the thing, he just turned Well, 30. he's 30, right? Yeah, okay, not, okay, yeah. He's, he's young-ish, right? But like, he's not like 25 and can come back from this, if that makes sense. Right. Like, I don't know if it... This is a really bad loss in boxing politics. This is a bad loss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like, oh, you can say like, well, he's a young prospect. He's only 20 something. He's, you know, he's got all this left in him. And it's going to be like, well, maybe, but he's also 30 now. And like, he's been in all these wars. It's it's hard to, to politic that out. But yeah, sucks because we're herd fans but props to Arius I wonder like this was at a weird weight right it was like at like a catch weight type situation like no it was 160 they just came underneath Arius has been talking about coming down to 154 yeah. and you could tell in the fight at middleweight that Jared Hurd was significantly bigger than him mm-hmm. so he probably would be better off at 154 I don't think he beats anybody of note at 154 personally I don't know if this Hurd win gets him anything or not you know what i'm saying like it's a big name for him this is biggest exactly. part of his career yeah but say it can't um, hurt yeah jared hurt's really only one 
fight off of the being the unified champ at 154 right and like the number one fighter at 154 to be completely honest so he could move down and get some good work he's a mayweather fighter i didn't know that before he just rejoined back so he was and then he wasn't and now he's back with them okay right so he this was his first fight back with mayweather since leaving them previously if that makes sense okay so he's probably gonna have good pull with al Heyman pbc he might get a good fight yeah i'm curious to see like who he gets off of this because like you said it's kind of a major win like it is his premier win at this point and i don't know if he, who he beats at 154 but he can get some names so yeah, julian williams i believe needs a fight uh tony harrison needs a fight tony harrison, yeah. that's no julian williams is fighting at the end of the month on the tank car tank is tank yeah no, yeah the tank car so tony give him tony harrison yeah i think so and then we have body jack picking up checks that was an ugly fight, man. That guy did not come to fight at all. No, no, he did not. I think I he came to fight up for like 30 seconds. In fairness, he had like two weeks notice, right? Hmm. A week's notice, because the dude popped for all the shit recently. Yeah, about two weeks ago. Yeah, so it's not like he had a like, you know, a chance to... If he wasn't already in shape, he wasn't getting in shape. You know what I'm saying? So like... I'm gonna give some grace for that, but at the same time, you accepted the fight, so kind of is what it is. But that, that, yeah, yeah. I thought he came to fight for about 30 seconds, and then I think he realized very early on the skill gap, and he was just like switched completely to survival mode. I'm not mad at that though. Like, he probably got paid very, very well compared to like most of his other cards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, this is his first fight in America, first fight out of Columbia. Yeah. I think. So this, this might probably got a pretty good penny for that. This might like if he continues to live in Columbia, this might set him up for a long time, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean I doubt he got like anywhere close to what Badu Jack got. But he probably got fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Depending on the way inflation goes, that can go a long way in Columbia. Um at least towards like yeah. bills and shit. So Shout out to the the big Ock, man. He knows how to get a check. He knows how to get a check. He does. (laughs) And not for nothing, he still looks good for his age, to be honest. Yeah. Not even like, not even against the cans. I'm talking about like, even like the Pascal, the first Pascal fight. And even the Marcus Brown fight where he got that big gash. Like he didn't look bad. Bad, exactly. In any of those fights. And he wants to fight real people. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he was trying to set up something real. It's not like he's purposely going to be like, all right, let me go find a can to fight on this card. Yeah. Um, I think the um, the one on the Tyson card was 100% a tune-up, for sure. That was a yeah, tune-up. Yeah, that was a tune-up. But this, this one, time, yeah, he's supposed to fight Pascal the yeah, second yeah, time. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not blaming him for anything. Body Jack's always been one of my favorite fighters. So, and seems like about moving up the cruiserweight? I don't know if that's good for him, though. But I guess... They're not as fast. He said he doesn't want to cut weight anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have to cut weight. But is there anyone there that he wants to fight in particular? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. So Cruiserweight's kind of dead, isn't it? Yeah, so the big name there is 
Maris Brothers. I think he's the unified. I think he's WBA and WBC champ. Or WBA and IBF. Something like that. I don't know. I can't he's remember. got two yeah, of the four. Yeah, I think it's WBA and IBF. Yeah, he's got two of the four. He's big. He's like big for but a cruise weight. Yeah, I mean, he's probably... Probably 225. Okay. Um, they have... Uh, I forgot his name. His name, his nickname is Junior. He's a WBC champ, and he's beatable for a boxer, but he also has a lot of power. I'm just and saying, but Bobby Jack seems to be at the point in his career where he's fighting on these kind of cards, right? Like mm-hmm. he's done it the past every single time. There's been one of these kind of cards. Bobby Jack is there. I'm not sure cruiserweight is the, the type of fights that these kind of cards are looking for. If that makes sense. I don't think so if it wasn't Badu Jack fighting. Fair enough. But I think Badu Jack on like a Mayweather Promotions kind of undercard pay-per-view thing, like a tank fight, mm-hmm. he could probably get a title shot at Cruiserweight against someone. Cruiserweight champion, and they'll put it on an undercard in the co-main or the third fight. I think that's pretty that's reasonable. reasonable. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> He survived, right? And we were, you know, we were all worse for it. You know, man, what you've been saying for so long has rung in my head ever since Sunday, bro. You would not see Michael Jordan playing someone on pay-per-view for, for money, bro. Never. And that's Never. the sad part. And I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Floyd for clutching an easy check, but I feel like he could do that against former fighters and make money, the same amount of money. I have he a could very exhibition time. De La Hoya and get money. He could he could exhibition Shane Mosley. He could exhibition Conor McGregor again. Even I don't even shit like just yeah. someone not a YouTuber like you know. But like. It just sullies it when it's like Logan Paul. Like, why does Logan Paul literally got this because he's a famous white kid? So and that's the frustrating part. He, he, here's my issue, right? You say, "Oh, I'm not mad at him for getting a check," and everyone says that. And what point am I allowed to get mad that he's getting a check? Because, like, this... let me explain myself a little bit. Go ahead. I'm not mad that Floyd is out here looking for easy ways to make money. I'm mad at the way that he's getting it. That's kind of my point, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm never mad at a man for me, or man, woman, whatever, for making money. It's like, I don't like that you chose to do this to make money. And I don't think me not liking it makes me a hater. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, my thing is like, he could do, he could do literally anything in terms he, of like finding ways to he will always make exhibition money. people he doesn't even have to fight he will always make money this is floyd mayweather you know what i'm saying he could sell fucking car insurance he'd make money you know what i'm saying like i just it comes down to what you're saying he's giving a rich white kid an opportunity to become richer for no reason other than that he's a rich white kid already and he and it's easy it's easy work 
You know, Dana White, Paulo Costa, of all people, was very upset, apparently, about how much, you know, the Paul brother was making in this. And he was, he had some very, you know, angry tweets for Dana about how, like, he's pulling out of the fight. He's supposed to fight somebody soon. I'm sure Kevin Gaston. Yeah, I'm sure Kevin Gaston will just replace him because Kevin Gaston has been replacing him in all these fights. Um... But, and he's like, I'm pulling out of this fight, yada, yada, yada. And Dana White was like, well, had you decided to start grinding when you were 13 and make a YouTube channel, you could have been a Paul brother, but you didn't. So here you are. This is where you're stuck. That's kind of fucked up. But... It is It's kind of fucked up. It's, but it gets to another point that we'll, we'll talk about a little later. My thing is like, okay, I get it. Jake Paul brings some value to the table, right? in the sense that he brings eyes and he brings ears because he's gotten on YouTube and he's built up this following and this this whole like shtick and people enjoy it and people are willing to pay for it. And the most important thing that he brings, well, you kind of just said it, he brings gullible people that are willing to spend money on it. Right. My problem is like, okay, that's what Jake Paul is. That's what he does. His entire career Logan is big. Paul same difference the paul brothers their entire career their entire shtick is based on fooling people like they're scam artists right they sell these ideas about like oh we're doing pranks or oh we're we're living this life like it's very different it's very removed from reality they they basically have trash reality tv show on youtube right floyd Mayweather is a real boxer and one of the greatest boxers of all time this i am very mad at because like I go, let's go back to Michael Jordan, who's the greatest basketball player of all time by most people's accounts, is not going to sell out his sport to do this. And now I know that makes me sound like an old white man, like saying like, oh, Floyd Mayweather is selling out boxing or whatever. But it's more so like, I respect Floyd so much for how good he is at boxing, the genius he is, and how, how hard he works, because he works super hard. That is like why, like to do this just seems not even out of character necessarily, but it just seems demeaning. You are just you are demeaning yourself for this 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 check, and you're demeaning yourself in a way that upholds the people who already have so much privilege and so much opportunity in a way they should never get. They should you should never have had the chance to be in that ring with them. To be in the ring with Floyd Mayweather is to bring be in the ring with boxing royalty. To share a ring, to share a face-off, to share a fight, to get punched by him means you are a certain caliber of person. Like the Floyd Mayweather, if you walked into this walked into the doghouse, you know, in Vegas, and you wanted to spar with Floyd Mayweather, he would laugh at you because you don't deserve that. You gotta work for that opportunity. This dude didn't have to work for shit. There were fighters when Mayweather was still fighting, like for real fighting, that have never been in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, like real guys, Terrence Crawford. I'm not saying that any of these guys deserve or not deserve, but like we're talking about real fighters that haven't been given that opportunity to fight Floyd Mayweather on pay-per-view. And the thing is, like, Floyd has every right to do whatever he wants to do. I get it. I get it. Like, I'm not, despite what I'm sounding like right now, I'm not an old white man. I get it. 
everybody deserves to make as much money as possible as they want to in this system because it's the system we live in and we didn't choose it but damn straight we gonna win it you know what i'm saying oh yeah call me talk go <laughs> right like every every everybody deserves to do to win in this shit because it's like why not but damn this shit hurt my heart you know what i'm saying like you don't get like this ain't right <laughs> And it's like my thing my biggest thing has always been and like i'm not trying to make it about race but i'm going to make it about race it is about race though because there's a whole race logan dynamic Paul, <laughs> they put logan paul's record on the screen he's zero and one in professional boxing and he lost a, to a black, black YouTuber. youtuber beat him <laughs> why not give him the opportunity it's equally as crazy but i would feel better about it because it would make one it would have made sense to give it to the guy that beat him yeah and two, it's like, look, man, giving white people opportunities to make more money, rich white people opportunities to make way more money, is not the greatest thing, especially when you're. It's when they don't potentially the B side of the situation. To be completely honest, at this age, at this age, yeah, because Floyd Mayweather's peak stardom was probably five or six years ago, right? Not to say he's not a star now, but his peak stardom was five to five to six years ago, maybe even ten, right? Where like. Floyd Mayweather was Floyd Mayweather in all his like fame. Right now, the people that are famous are the Paul brothers. They're more famous. The, the big deal here amongst casual, not even casual people. sports fans, casual people, 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 people casual people. TV watchers, yeah, or whatever the fuck, is that Logan Paul is fighting Floyd Mayweather, not Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather. is fighting Logan Paul. Exactly. People are just in shock and all that this happened. And to your point, like, it's not just like that he's white it's that he's white and undeserving you know like it'd be one thing if some i don't know what's the guy that floyd beat up ricky hatton or whatever dude's name was right if he had some kind of amazing 30 fight win streak after floyd beat him and was like i want a rematch okay cool give him his rematch right this dude didn't do shit to earn it I would have even been okay with him fighting his brother because at least it's like he won two fights or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't have been okay with it, but it makes more sense. They had that fucking picture of him, not picture. They had his camera in a corner when they were announcing him, and that shit said 0 and 1. And then they go to Floyd Mayweather, and that shit said 50 and 0. That don't even look right. It's ridiculous. And then the whole, like, I don't know. He's like, one's like, 190 pounds and Floyd is like 100. It was just weird. I didn't like it, man. I remember people were talking about, oh, like very early in this, like they were calling out like Clarissa Shields and stuff like that. And like now they're calling out Canelo. And I never want to see any legitimate boxer ever give these people the time of day again. I'm okay with Tyron Woodley fighting him, to be honest. I'm okay with like ex MMA fighters who need money or who just are, you know, want to be celebrity stuff. I'm okay with that. I never want to see a real boxer in there again with these people. I wouldn't mind seeing a real boxer that's not like Canelo. Well, why, who would you be okay with? Like, would you be okay if like the Charlo brothers were beating up the no. Paul brothers? Exactly. Like, I'm talking about like, <laughs> I think the bare, min- the, like the maximum I'll be okay with. Just, and only because I, I'm, I'm like a terrible person and I would like to see them get fucked up, like really fucked up once. Badu Jack. If Badu Jack fought one of them, I'll be okay with it. 
Okay, fair enough. You would want to see someone like who's actually their size and like. And that's a stretch. I probably wouldn't want to see that just because I know that like I, that that's coming from a place of like. Yeah, it's coming Dallas. from a place. Of, yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I don't. But like, even yeah. like a. Like they talk about Tommy Fury, who didn't look good this weekend. From the side note, but like, yeah. like a Tommy Fury. That would be interesting. I'm cool with that. Yeah, because like, like uh, it wouldn't be interesting in the sense that it'd be interesting. It's just interesting because like that's someone who could probably use the boost, you know? Or even like, I see, I can't think of anybody else. But yeah, like someone like that, like a, a prospect, or even like a journeyman, but like a real boxer journeyman. Mm. Yeah, no, I got what you're saying. Go Bring ahead. the conversation back to this whole fighter pay thing because it has sparked some very interesting Twitter conversations. To Logan Paul's credit, I think, or maybe Jake Paul, he brings it up a lot. He says actively, MMA fighters aren't paid well, they deserve more, and I'm gonna give Tyron Woodley his biggest check of his career, and that's that's an atrocity. And I, I actually was, it's like, you know, when the worst person you know makes a valid point and you have to agree with them, <laughs> like, it's that meme in real life. And I respect it a lot, because he's right. And there's a theory going around on Twitter, I can't remember who exactly to um, attribute it to, but that, you know, eventually the Paul brothers wanted to get into their own fight promotion business where they're essentially competing with the UFC or someone to, to pay fighters more, um, which would be interesting, to be honest. I, I wouldn't be mad at it. And, you know, the Paulo Costa thing and the Francis Ngannou thing where they're both tweeting at Dana just like, yo, what the fuck are we doing wrong? You know, like, why aren't we getting paid more? And like Luke Thomas has talked about this and a lot of other people talked about this. The only way MMA fighters are ever going to get paid more is if they go on strike. You know, back to your big commie talk, like they need an organizer. It's one of those unfortunate things similar to like how the NFL is. We all know that the NFL, well not NFL, the UFC would be nothing without its fighters. Mm-hmm. But the issue is there's always going to be a fighter that needs a check. Check. So even if all the champs were just like, fuck the UFC, we're we're not fighting. Or even like, let's say the top 15 in every division was like, fuck the UFC. I'm done with it. We're going on strike until we can get a better revenue share or unionize and advocate for money, whatever. They would give it to number 16. Yeah. Right. So because that's just how capitalism in sports works. When you don't when you don't have that bargaining chip at the table, that's how it works. And let's be, be completely honest. All athletes that are part of high revenue generating sports are underpaid. Sure. Even the ones that get a lot of money. Because LeBron James makes forty million dollars a year. He generates more money for the Lakers than forty million dollars a year, but that's just how it is. A hundred percent. But that's how. But that all doesn't necessarily mean. Work. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that MMA fighters don't deserve more money. They deserve way more. They're criminally underpaid. So my 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 two points, right? I agree. I agree that all athletes are technically underpaid, but based on the whole supply demand value you bring argument right but i also say that basically everyone is underpaid in the system right every single person every single worker anytime you work for somebody you're underpaid pretty much here 
in, in, in the way the system works because all top-down systems work the same way but the reason that it's palatable for like the nba players is because they have representation right they have a players union and they're like fine we know we can't get exactly what we're worth but we can at least get something that we know everyone's happy with right um and that's why like mma fighters need a union or need to unionize or need to strike now to your point earlier about how like you know there's always going to be a fighter that needs a check i think mma is in this unique point where if the top 15 people were to actually like pull out the 16th guy generally still has a day job right like in reality like a lot of people in even in the ufc they still have day jobs like especially the people that aren't ranked and the ufc is paying so atrociously that missing that you know five and five check that they might get you know like five thousand to show five thousand to win especially if they don't have the training camp cost because everyone's striking anyways like everyone's like not working i don't think that would really affect them i think it comes down to like selfishness of like they want to fight right like i think in the nfl's case there's no other option other than to play football because it's such a specialized skill and you don't have time to be to have a day job you can't go get a day job as an nfl player it's impossible right the level is too high in mma the level is very high at the top but at the bottom because of the pay structure you generally still have a day job whether it's running in a jiu-jitsu academy whether that's fucking working in an office like I know a lot of pro MMA fighters that had day jobs for a long time, you know? It's not impossible for them to strike from fighting if they actually got their shit together. Like, it's not impossible for numbers 16 through 25 of every single weight class to be like, you know what? Numbers one through 15 are right. We're gonna strike with y'all because it, it makes sense to do it and still eat. But that's maybe a hot, that might be a hot take. So my only my only thing about that is, let's say that they all did it, right? Which will never happen, but yeah, let's say they all Which did never it. happened. Yeah. But let's say Dana White was like, all right, fuck it, we're going to do 16 and 17 for the title. They're now on championship salary. And they're going to be happy. They'll be like, fuck it, I quit my day job. Like, fuck, I was making 10 and 10. Now I'm making 250, 250. Yeah. Or flat five, 500,000 or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're but saying. like, but that's 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 the the problem, the evilness of like that model though, because it's like it preys on those people. Like, yes, obviously, when you're getting into top ten, top five, even top fifteen, you got endorsement money coming in, you know, locally and nationally that are probably supplementing your lifestyle in a way where like you don't have to work a day job in order to sustain yourself in between fights like guys guys are promoting cbd uh gambling websites like all kinds trafficking of yeah, yeah, yeah all that shit um but yeah um i do want to talk about one other thing before we go into maybe previewing yeah. the UFC card. Go ahead. It's really, really big news from the boxing side, the amateur boxing side. The Olympic trials going on? Or U- USA boxing had had like a a shortage of people that qualify for the Olympics in like the second run or something like that. 
So they allowed Keyshawn Davis, Duke Reagan, and DMV's own Troy Isley are representing the U.S. in the Olympics this year. That'll be fun. I've been yeah, watching it's fun. It's, it's, it's great because Keyshawn really, really, truly wanted to fight in the Olympics. He just didn't think it was going to be possible. And then Troy was second in his trial, I believe. So he wasn't going to be able to do it. He turned pro immediately after he lost. But I guess... But his the guy that beat him also turned pro. I don't know why they didn't ask him or whatever, but so he's going pro. I'm really happy for him. I know his brother really well. And they're all excited for it. Duke Reagan is a really good fighter too. He's you've seen him on a few top rank cards. But you know, it's exciting because one, it might be a shift in how USA boxing goes about picking guys for it. This is the first time they've let pros fight. Pros fight here because it's amateur. It's like the MC, it used to be like uh, basketball where they only let college kids play and then they like started letting yeah. pros. Yeah. And some of like the Asian boxing commissions do let pros under ten fights, I believe, fight yeah. in the Olympics and stuff like that. So this is big for that. But also, Keyshawn is probably the best fighter at his weight class in the amateurs. So he might he might come out with a gold medal. Like he's yeah, very like which is huge. phenomenal. Huge, yeah. I've been watching some of the, the, the trials. Like, they have them live on their YouTube, um, the, the Olympic <laughs> the Olympic channel. It's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, it's really cool because it's less... You don't really get a, a lot of, like, defensive fighting. It's no, you don't. Pretty much, like, you, they score based on punches landed. So yes. you're basically forced to fight. Fight forward, fight, fight aggressive. You got to win. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there and win. Yeah, and you know, it's not to say that there's no defense, but it's a different it's a different kind of fighting that you're than you're used to in the pro ranks. You don't get a guy that's outmatched, not trying to win. Right. Okay. So yeah. it's really that's really really big. You know, we got two DMV fighters fighting in the Olympics. So that that is big. That is big. Uh, that's actually huge news. I'm uh, glad you brought that up. Um. Okay, so let's talk about what's coming up this week, because there is some big stuff coming up this week. Uh, most notably, Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno are going to have a rematch of one of the best fights of last year for the Flyweight Championship, and Israel Adesanya is probably going to beat up Marvin Vittori again. Uh, I'm... As you can tell, I'm probably less excited about the main event because I truly do believe that Izzy is going to just beat him again. Not that Marvin Torrey is a bad fighter or anything. I just think he's a bad style matchup for Izzy. And I think Izzy's gotten better and he's gotten better too. But I think Izzy's gotten more better and he was already better than Marvin Vittori, right? So that's not to say like, oh, Marvin Vittori sucks, but it's kind of like Paulo Costa doesn't suck either. You know what I'm saying? Like Paulo Costa is a good fighter. It's just a really bad style matchup when you have to fight Israel Adesanya. And I think specifically the Kevin Holland fight where we saw, you know, Marvin Vittori won, but it was a sloppy win. And on the feet was just no match for Kevin Holland. Israel Adesanya is better than Kevin Holland on the feet. Um, it's This is not going to be a competition. Do you have any thoughts on the Izzy-Marvin Vittori fight before I fanboy over Moreno, Piggy? Uh, not really. I feel like people might have it in their heads that it'll be more competitive because of the way that Izzy lost to Jan. 
but Marvin Vittori is not 225. And he's not Jan Blahovich. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, the takedowns for Jan were there because there was always a threat on the beat with Jan. Jan Blahovich, his, 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 his back kick would... Izzy's a great striker. Doesn't matter how great of a striker you are. That back kick lands in the right place. This is going to be a long night for you. <laughs> Marvin Vittori does not have that strike in his arsenal. You know? Yeah. And again, you... go ahead. No, you can go ahead. That's fine. Again, like we saw it in the Kevin Holland fight. The dude striking is not bad, but it hasn't improved to the level to compete with Israel Adesanya because Kevin Holland outstruck him. And that's not to say Kevin Holland's like a bad striker. I'm just saying Israel Adesanya is probably better than Kevin Holland at striking. Yeah, I would dare say that Kevin Holland is a great striker. I'm not but saying that either. Yeah, Izzy I'm not is saying. like a Izzy is like an all-time great striker. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not saying that Kevin Holland's not a great striker. I'm just saying like Israel Adesanya is probably the best, especially in the middleweight division. You know. Mm-hmm. So like I am not convinced that Marvin Vittori has anything new to offer him. Um. I'm shocked they gave it to him over Rob. To be I honest, I think I think it's the whole turnaround thing. I think Izzy wanted this date, and Rob just fought recently, and they were like, "Not I mean, didn't that recent." Fight like a week before or after him. Yeah, I think I think Rob didn't want to fight with such a quick turnaround, and oh, Vittori, okay. oh didn't, Rob didn't want. To yeah, I, th- I think it was kind of like a like a well, and I think Vittori fought before him, like a week before him. But regardless, I think. The whole idea was like Izzy's like no I want this date whoever you can get me for this date is, is how I heard the story going and Robert Whitaker's like I don't want that quick of a turnaround but you're right Robert Whitaker deserves this rematch because Robert Whitaker has looked better and has frankly had the more impressive wins um in the interim you know yeah. like beating Kevin Holland right after Derek Brunson beat Kevin Holland is not like Again, it sounds like I'm shitting on Kevin Holland, but I'm not. It's just the facts of what happened, you know? Because we're, yeah, we're friends. Look, it wasn't, like, special. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it he was... came down and then the fight went exactly the same way that it played out, but instead, when he got him on the ground, he beat the shit out of him. Might be a different conversation here, but he kind of just played position the whole time. Yeah, he kind of just won, which is fine. Like, you show up to win, but... I think what Robert Whitaker has done in the interim, his fights and the way he's won, have been much more telling about who might possibly be the best middleweight in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like Rob, if the version of Rob shows up like the same version that showed up like last fight, the last fight he had, he can give Izzy real trouble, you know? And I'd much rather see that fight. So anyways, moving on from that, this Figgy Moreno fight is gonna be fun. I do think Davison's gonna win, because I think had Davison not kicked him in the nuts and not gotten the point taken away, he would have won the draw last time. Um, but I think there's no way this is not incredibly fun. Yeah, it's gonna be an exciting. It's gonna be really, really exciting. Um, for some reason, I can't see it going the same way. It can't go the exact same way. No way. I feel yeah. like I feel like both guys are gonna be a little bit more tentative. For sure. How many times do you want to get into that war? But I still think it's going to be exciting. They're, both their styles just lend it to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I like Brandon Moreno. I think he has a lot of the tools that you need to beat Figgy. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be... There are, there are pathways for him to win this fight 
I think the pathway for him to win this fight is to stay as technical as possible, right? I think if this becomes another slugfest, Figgy's going to win. But if Brandon Moreno can stay as technical as possible, keep the range, keep the distance when he's on the ground or when he chooses to entangle with him, keep it super technical and jujitsu standards, like that will be the way he wins this fight. I think Figgy wins this fight though because it's gonna it's gonna end up being a brawl because of their respective styles. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think I favor Figueredo in this one too, just yeah. because I feel like if he can keep the fight on the feet, I think he has the advantage there. And I also think that he just has like the power is just there. And that's always gonna be a threat. Also on this card is uh, Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> I'm more interested in that than most people. Why are you interested in Not this? that I think that Leon is going to lose, but you got two phenomenal boxers. It's going to be a fun striking match. I think Leon's going to get the best of it just because he's fresher and younger. Yeah. But it should be fun. I don't it think should. it's going to be a boring fight. I don't think it'll be boring. That's for sure. You know what? What's crazy about Leon is he's had so much bad luck that you can't say, I don't think he's going to lose and not be like, well, we hope not. <laughs> you know? We hope not. Because that guy has have to have some of the worst luck in MMA possible. Like, post his winning streak. Yeah, I thought... I thought... This is random, but I thought Ryan Hall was on this card. Uh, maybe he was supposed to be. Um, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a pretty, it's a pretty set card. card. Like, I think Bilal Muhammad and Damian Maya will actually be kind of fun to watch. Um, I actually think Bilal Muhammad, that's a winnable fight for him at this point, just given Damian Maya's age. Yeah, uh, just keep it on the feet and don't give up your back. And I think that's pretty much how you, how you, how you go win about doing that. Yeah, I think this Paul Craig Jamal Hill thing will be fun, um, but it's a, it's a good it's a good solid uh, pay per view, right? Like they, they did they did the right job. Like uh, looks like Drew Dober's back, which is interesting. Uh, Lauren Murphy versus Joanne Calderwood is a sneaky decent fight. Oh, Hakeem Dawodu is back, and he's fighting Mosvar Elo- Elayev. I don't know actually know who that is, but he's in the featherweight division, so it's a stacked division. He's a very very strong wrestler. And then, surprisingly, Chase Hooper is back on the early prelims. Um, so shout out to him. But solid, solid pay-per-view. Solid pay-per-view. Do you have anything else you want to preview for this weekend? Uh, Shakur Stevenson's fighting for the interim WBO belt against some guy. He's probably going to be. Yeah, he's 20... One and one with 17 knockouts. So he has some power allegedly but he has never he's only fought one time out of South Africa well, South, Africa? South Africa not Namibia oh Namibia that's the name um, he lost one fight to Vindich Pakarov who I've seen fight once and that was against Masayuki Ito and he got absolutely destroyed um and yeah the one thing Whenever I see a fighter from Namibia, I always think of Julius Ndongo and how he snuck up and 
got three that two belts at 140 led to the undisputed fight against Terrence Crawford and he ended up being a flash in the pan but you know some of these Namibian guys can sneak up on you so but Shakur is Shakur so I, I I'm pretty confident in that not being the case they haven't done a great job of promoting this yeah, I mean that's. I mean, there seems to be a common a theme, show, right? Yeah, seems to be a common theme over there. But they've done a really terrible job promoting this. I think this is actually pretty bad. Like, I'm not saying again, the guy's not trash. The guy's not bad. You're right. I should never be disrespectful. Um, but I do think that it is bad matchmaking to have such a large name go up against someone who doesn't have a name. You know, like when you have this in your hands, you might as well make good fights off of it. Yeah, to be honest, he kind of has the promotional thing going against him because surprisingly, at the small weights, well, surprisingly for the smaller weight classes, PBC actually has most of the good names. Yeah. So, like, he basically could fight Jamel Herring or Burchelt. And that's basically it. Uh, Maybe Lomachenko if he drops down. Which yeah. probably be a fun fight, actually. I think Shakur beats him, but that'd be a fun fight. I don't think Loma's dropping down that far, is he? He wants to go back to 135, but I think he does want the two female Lopez rematch. rematch. I, I'm, I don't really care for that, but he's his never, best way is 130, he's, for sure. Ne- he's never getting that. Why yeah, would they I ever? Really why would they ever give that back to him? see him doing it but i don't i don't care for it that's my thing how much would he have to win to get back a rematch with tfm lopez not that i think i think they could isn't he fighting i could see top rank running it back if he beats uh nakatani yeah isn't he fighting soon yeah at the end of the month i think yeah see but all right guys i think that's all we got right yep uh, did you have anything for the two-minute drill? Huh. Maybe we'll call it. Two uh, no, I think I'm good. I think we kind of ranted a lot about the Floyd Mayweather thing. So that's we probably did. what we did. either of our two minutes would probably have been on. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, so, all right, as always, tell us we were wrong. Tell us, you know, we could have done better here and there. All that good stuff. Like, comment, subscribe. And talk to y'all later. See you.